conducting ourselves. Philippians 1, verses 27 to 30. Whatever happens, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Then whether I come and see you or only hear about you in my absence, I will know that you stand firm in the one spirit, striving together as one for the faith of the gospel, without being frightened in any way by those who oppose you. This is a sign to them that they will be destroyed, but that you will be saved, and that by God. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe in him, but also to suffer for him, since you are going through the same struggle you saw I had, and now hear that I still have. When I was a kid during church, one of my favorite memories was goofing off in the pews with my siblings and cousins. When my mom and aunt sat with us, we generally had to keep our fooling around a little bit more tame because they were next to us. They would make a soft noise to show their displeasure or would have a way of calling our attention with a snap of their fingers or a tapping of the hymnal. The best Sundays were when my mom and aunt sang in the choir and they left us alone in the pew. We thought we were in heaven. We could do anything we wanted to, and the world was in our hands. That is until we would see the stare, or the face, made from the choir loft. Whether it was from my mom, my aunt, or another member of the church that considered themselves an extended part of our family, we all knew that we should conduct ourselves in a certain way. It takes a great deal of trust to leave. It's one thing to go and sit in the choir loft, but the Apostle Paul had to literally leave town. In his letters, we see him reminding his children in the faith of how they are called to live, whether or not he is sitting in the same pew with them, in the choir loft, or in an entirely different part of the world. He wants them to not just behave themselves, but something so much more. In the end, we all want those that we love to stand firm and to work together. My cousins and I were able to work together on a lot of things. Not all of them were to our mutual benefit, though. Paul wants this church to have faith, to remember the gospel, and that when they go through hard times, to remember that in the end, we not only celebrate with Christ, but we may need to suffer at times, too. Sometimes it is tough for us to let something go. We don't want to go and sit in the choir loft because it's hard to believe that our impact will last even when we are gone. If the Apostle Paul didn't leave town, the world wouldn't be the same. He couldn't just stay with the people of Philippi. He had to go and journey to advance the gospel to other people and places. This is what I think he means when he says in Philippians 1 6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God is the one who will finish it. God is the one in whom we can trust. God is the one that will see it through. There might be some things in your life today that you need to let go of or take a next step in. You might need to entrust it to God and to move on to something else. It's okay to let go and to take the next step. In palliative care or end-of-life situations, I often whisper into a person's ear that the family that is beside their bed will be fine. They don't need to hold on anymore if they need to rest or be at peace. When family members say to their loved ones that they are okay 
It allows for that person to pass in peace. Even when we are gone, we can trust that those that we love will know how to conduct themselves. So when we are not with them anymore and can only hear about them in our absence, they will know how to conduct themselves. They will be okay. Prayer. Lord, help me to trust, even if it means letting go or moving on. Amen. Thanks for listening this week. Join us again on Monday for our audio devotionals. And may you be filled with grace and peace.